Hey kids, you like violence? It's time for that drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy? That drummer guy. Two hours of the best in heavy music today. He's like, I have a radio show. Go listen. I'm like, okay. This guy loves and breathes heavy metal. The list of names he interviews is insane, and each one seems to be better than the last. He makes me call him that drummer guy in the bedroom, too. Right here, right now. Right here with that drummer guy. It's metal, metal, metal. Up your ass. That's one more thing to regret later. Cheers. Hey everybody, this is That Charmer Guy. Now I'm here to present you two brand new interviews that I've conducted over in the last week. And I got some brand new 2020 music that you may not have heard yet. Let's start things off this week with getting a bit heavy. And then after the first interview, we're gonna get lighter for the second half of the show. But let's get right into it with the band Enslaved. Off the upcoming 2020 album, Utgard, this is Enslaved with the song Homebound.
Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Kling from The Absence. You're listening to That Drummer Guy. Welcome back to the show. You just got done here and picked Destroyer with the Cavalry off the 2020 album to Octagonal Stairway. 
And before that was Enslaved with Homebound, arguably my favorite song of 2020. And that's off the 2020 album, Utgard. Coming up now is my first of two interviews for the show this week, and we're going all the way over to Belgium to talk to the Belgian death metal band Carnation to talk about their sophomore album, Where Death Lies, which is coming out this Friday through Season of Mist. In this interview, we talk about the progression of the band, the importance of album artwork colors, upcoming 2021 plans, if everything goes to plan, and so much more. But before we get into the interview, I'll be playing the song Sepulture of Alteration off the 2020 album Where Death Lies, followed by my interview with Simon Dunson, vocalist of Carnation. And following that will be the title track off the brand new album from Carnation Where Death Lies.
Hey, Josh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, great. Okay. I can hear you, too. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking some time to do this interview. Oh. Can you repeat that? Uh, thank you very much for taking some time to do this interview. Oh, our pleasure. My pleasure. Oh, awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and talk about uh, the new sophomore album from Carnation, where Death Lies coming out next week through Season of Mist. Correct, correct. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been spinning this album for so long now, and it's funny because the album's coming out next week, but, you know, in that time, I've just been able to really dissect these albums, and I just really love what you guys are doing this time around. I mean, it, it the band feels even tighter now. I love the production that's going Going on with it and just being able to mix that style of death metal that you guys do it just makes for a perfect album thank you so much man I'm, I'm really glad you like it it was truly a pleasure to create this album we've put in a lot of work and i think yeah i'm, I'm really proud of it so thank you yeah oh not a problem so within a mind i mean what was it like to start writing this album um so we were pretty much touring for two years or something with uh, the first one with the Chapel of Abhorrence. At some point we were like, yeah, we need to work on the second one, of course, because you can't wait too long to create, to create a, a second album after your first one. So at some point we were like, you started working on ideas. Jonathan started writing riffs. Um, he creates most of the riffs at home, mostly Jonathan. And then he takes the, the ideas that he has to the rehearsal room and then we start working on them as a band with, so with five people. And, um, yeah, we were quite surprised with some of the ideas that, that he came with, but we, we loved the direction that he, that he was going in. So we had, we had a lot of similar, similar stuff from the first one, but he also had a few things that, that were quite different and, and that was very interesting for us. Um, Jonathan really took a lot of time to practice these two years. He really most definitely practiced on his lead guitar work and his solo work. And I think he definitely improved a lot. And we wanted to do more melody stuff and more lead guitar stuff. And it's definitely more present on, on the second one because he can just pull that off now. And, and I'm super happy that he, that he spent the time on it. So yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty much how we started. And, and then the idea, the ideas that we wanted to add. Uh, yeah, and that was one of the things that really stood out to me on this album. I mean, it, it, it really does feel like this album is, is more established in that way, where, you know, you can have those leads, and those leads really add so much to the music this time around. I think so too, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with, with, with what we came up with and what he came up with, and yeah, it's, 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 it's been super cool to, to see all, all the, the different building blocks come together and then like how the songs eventually, this, how we built the structure in the rehearsal room and the tempos and stuff and how we layered some kind of guitar parts here and there. So yeah, I was on one hand super happy and on the other hand also quite surprised here and there. Oh, I can totally imagine. And yeah, I'm just thinking about this and the live setting too, you know, with, uh, with the debut album. I mean, th that is such a killer album to be able to, uh, go out and tour behind. But, you know, when things get back to some kind of normalcy here, I can't wait to see how these new songs are incorporated into the set list and see how well it goes together with the previous album. Yeah, I think there's a lot of songs on the new album that would work really well live. And I'm, I'm actually, super excited to start performing them live we've we've played one of them live during a live stream show but so we haven't really had many opportunities to play them live yet but i think once we get the album out and once we can start touring again it, it's going to be super super fun to play these songs live and 
I think there's definitely a lot of songs that are also really great for like interaction and, and a good energy, life energy show. So yeah, I'm hopeful uh, to start touring again soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. So, you know, again, with that in mind, I mean, with thinking about this album and, you know, seeing where you guys are at now, even compared to the debut album, where do you personally feel like you've grown between the two albums? Like, what do you think you've gotten stronger at? I think our songwriting is definitely improved. And I think we, with the first one, we, we kind of made our foundation. Like, um, we established ourselves as a, de- as a death metal band and we, we showed the world with kind of elements that we wanted to combine in our, in our death metal sound. And I think with the second one, we, we took that foundation and maybe added some, some new ingredients here and there, but not too many, just like some, some salt and pepper here and there to, to like, surprise the listener to, to, to show them that we would not write the exact same record as the first one but to maybe to add some melody some 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 difference in vocal here and there or some some difference in, in some some tempos that we might have not touched as much on the first one and uh, I think it's it's always dangerous to, to venture too far away from what you've created but it's also boring to, to recreate the same thing once again. So we tried to stick between those two lines of what we have and what we want to try to add and um, to not like estrange ourselves from our fan base. And I think we did that quite well. I think our fans will, the fans of the first album will still love what they hear, but maybe fans who discover us with the second one will say, oh, this, and and then we'll start listening to the first one, we'll say, "Um, this is maybe a little bit different. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I do appreciate it about it, too. I mean, it still has that core sound of what you guys established on the debut album, but, you know, just being able to expand upon the sound and, you know, just uh, show yeah. all these different styles that you can incorporate into that old-school death metal sound, but still sounding like yourselves, too, rather than just, like, going too far off. I mean, it just it feels so well-rounded with what you're doing. Yeah, I think so, too, and that was definitely the intention when we were writing those songs, we definitely wanted to like add some things to it and it, it, it turned out exactly as we had hoped. So that's good. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, especially when, uh, you know, when you get back those mixes and masters and you're able to see the way that that turned out for the first time, I just got to imagine that had to be a great feeling. Yeah, it was definitely a relief on one hand because recording an album is always a long process and then, and a busy process, uh, especially for our bass player, Jarne, who does most of the recording and, and the mixing. So for him, it's, it's like weeks on end of the same project or the same album. And it's, of course, exciting to see it like, take shape and to see, like, first you got drums coming in, then you got, like, bass and guitar and stuff, and, and it builds up. But it's, it's also, like, you've got one thing going on in your mind, so it, it's sometimes maybe a bit too much. And it's a relief, of course, when you when you finish the album. But it's also very gratifying and satisfying when when you when you you get together as a band and you start listening to that final master and you, you get like that feeling of damn, it feels good to listen to this and it's and we can be proud of, of what we've achieved. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. And especially considering you were able to get one of the best people in pro- in studio production with Jens Borgen being able to help master the album, too. I mean, getting such a legendary name to really make this that old school death metal vibe and being able to show off the new sides of the band, too. I mean, it just feels like it was a great combination. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we really wanted to work with him. We, we discussed uh, a few 
mastering engineers beforehand and I think most of us really wanted to, to get Jens on board because um, our like like our songwriting style is pretty old school but I would say our sound is not that old school I think it's quite accessible and it's not like super modern but it's definitely well well produced I would say it's it's not like it's very raw or something and I think Jens would be well was the perfect fit for this album because he is mastering really, um, how to say it, augments what we wanted to do. He, he really added to it. He, he really made it even more accessible. It's still heavy. It's still brutal and, and, and it's still death metal, but it's, it's still easy to digest in some way. And that's really what we wanted to go for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally the way it comes off too. I mean, you know, like uh, being able to have the production, the mixing, and the mastering is just so important to be able to uh, get that right album sound behind it. And then when you add the sounds of what you guys are doing, I mean, a- again, it's just a great combination being able to see that uh, modern yet old school death metal sound that you guys are doing and then having the production on top of that. I mean, it's just, it's so fun to listen to this album from start to finish and just seeing where you guys are at now in 2020 because all these songs are absolutely killer for that reason. Thank you, man. Yeah. We really put in a lot of time in all those songs and, and, and also in, in, in like finding the correct sound for guitars and, and like drums and stuff. We wanted the drums to be super organic and, and like real sounding because Vincent also practiced a lot in these, these last two years and, and we felt like he could pull that off like with a super organic and clean sound for the drums. And yeah, it felt, it felt great that it, that we managed to accomplish it and that it also sounds the way you intended it to sound because because sometimes when you go into a studio and you work on you work on a project sometimes it doesn't just go the way you wanted to but this time it, it really did and, and and we're super happy yeah yeah and that's one thing i really do appreciate as a drummer myself i mean the fact that the drums do sound so organic and natural i mean you know you can tell that um when th- when there's blasts going on they're real blasts when the double bass is really starting to kick in it's it's not just some um, some oversampled bass drum like it's real sounds behind it and to me those are always going to be my favorite kind of death metal albums where they sound as real and natural as possible and i think that's just another reason why i can't stop listening to this album for that reason because of that organic sound behind everyone on the album yeah that's definitely what we discussed before and like it's on the one hand it's it's very it's very challenging as an as a musician to like pull that off the organic sound but it felt like it would benefit our overall sound so much to like to like go for as an organic sound as possible, but still an, a sound that is very accessible and where you can hear everything very cleanly. So it was a challenge to like perform it, but we it, it worked and th- this is the sound that we needed. So yeah, it's good. Oh, absolutely. And another thing that I really do appreciate that uh, you guys were able to do is uh, continue on with some killer artwork. I mean, this time around, I really love what's going on here because you really don't see green and yellow often that much in a death metal <laughs> album cover. And I just really love the way that it turned out and then being able to have the, the logo on the, the top left. I think it's just a, such a killer and original album color cover. Thank you, man. Um, so the, 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 the cover for the second one is, it was also made by, um, uh, Castellano. He did, he did Chapel of the Borns as well. And for one, we, we just really like working with him. Uh, he really gets what we want when we, when we explain to him, like, 
this is our vision for the cover. We want we we're big fans of landscape artwork, so we always tell them like, yeah, we want our landscape, and it has to feel like this and this. And he really always gets what what we want to, and and he has a, he does a good job of like visualizing it. And our intention really was to get like the same artist because it would be recognizable. People would in an instant notice that it's a Carnation album. But we wanted to use two completely different colors to like to really diversify and tell them like this is the second album and not the first one. So this was really the idea behind it. It was our our theme. It was our our viewpoint, and it was uh, a way to like connect both albums, but also to keep them apart in some way. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, you know, going to that as well, too, when it comes into the, the visual aspect, I, I love the fact that Sepulture of Alteration was, like, really heavily using that yellow and green color behind it, too, because it fits so well with the album cover, and it, it really does give that distinct sound to it, or distinct look to it. Yeah, we, we always really try to connect everything as much as possible, and the same goes for, like, photo shoots and, and videos and stuff. Uh, we, we really wanted to like get the same color aspects with, with Sepulchre and, and also with photo shoots and stuff. So yeah, we, we really try to find like locations that, that, that fit really what's going on in the album or, or that has like a certain reference connected to it. So yeah, same with shirts and merch. We always try to like get like drawings or paintings that represent the, the songs on the album because we feel like it's cool to like connect, uh, connect all the dots with our sound and our visual and it's not it's it's often like uh a lot of work to get it to get it done but in the end it's always cool to like see the, the end result so yeah <laughs> oh totally I and mean, it gives everything that distinct vibe behind it too i mean especially when you look at both albums and you see how the colors matter so much with what's going on you know obviously red and blue on the, the previous album now green and yellow here and just having that distinct uh, color visuals going on there i mean it's cool to see uh, where the band's currently at that point in time and you know when you guys uh, are about to release even the next album after that so i'm very curious to see where the color schemes are going to be and you know just a, a scene where things are going to go in that direction Action. That's a very good question. I know I'd like to answer that myself, but uh, I, the third album is still quite off for us. And I, I know Jonathan already has a couple of ideas musically, but I think that there's still a lot of work to be done before we can start uh, imagining what the end result will be for that third one. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. And, you know, with that in mind, too, you know, uh, I really think there was a great selection of singles that happened from the album, too. I mean, three very distinct looking singles as well, too, of being able to show off the different sides of the album. I mean, I'm glad to see uh, all three of these tracks were used for singles. Yeah, it, it felt like the most logical choice to us. Um, so the first one, Sepulchre, it was, it's a little bit more uh, melodic. It, it has a very recognizable melody, and we felt like that would be one aspect of our song. Then Our Discipline is more of a groovy death metal kind of song, and then the title track, Where That Lies, is more fast and trashy, and we felt like those three songs would show different kind of aspects that are on the album, but it would be a great representation of what we are in total, or like almost in total, I would say, yeah. Yeah, completely agreed. And, you know, just being able to show off all those different sides just from the singles alone. I mean, I'm very much a guy who likes a band that is able to have 
uh, able to hear a band and hear all these different sides to the band. I mean, obviously there are some bands that are really good at being able to stick to one style and they love doing that. But I, I really do appreciate it when a band is able to expand upon their sound like you guys have done with this album and being able to show that off right from the beginning with, with the singles chosen here. I mean, it's just so cool to see that. Yeah, we really, we really thought about those singles and, and it just felt like the most obvious choice and also in like the order that we released them. We, we re- definitely Sepulchre was the one that we wanted to release first. We just had such a good feeling with that song and, and it felt like like definitely a song that we wanted to, to put into our live show and stuff. So we wanted to introduce it as, as quickly as possible and yeah, quite happy we did so. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, you know, like, like talked about before, I mean, you guys were able to do one song in a live stream, but again, you know, just like uh, thinking about the visuals, thinking about uh, how uh, everything is going with the album, the different sides to it. And like I mentioned before, I can't wait to see where these songs are going to fit into that live setting. And I can only imagine how great of a feeling it's going to be for you guys to finally be able to get back out there and do some live shows again after a year like 2020. Yeah, man, this, this year is... is it's strange it's 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 hard to put into words like how to deal with this and stuff but we're, we're trying to like look at the future and like plan ahead and, and then we had like a super cool tour planned uh quite like short after the the release but all of that's been postponed and the only thing on our mind is postponed is not cancelled so it's gonna happen at some point but it better happen soon <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. And that you know, again, just thinking about that, that's why I'm so happy that this album is still coming out uh, next week because so many albums have been uh, pushed back or postponed uh, even into 2021 when it was supposed to come out in early 2020. And you know, especially with what's going on in the world right now, I really needed an album like this to to come out in 2020. And I'm so thankful that you guys were still able to put this thing out. Yeah, thank, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for saying that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's of course not ideal, but I think it's still better to release the album right now. And, and um, I think a lot of people will still listen to it and, and will still pick it up, even if we can't perform live right now. So it was a, it was the right choice to, to still release it. And, and I think the label also did a, a good job in, in helping us promote it. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's not ideal, but it's, I'm definitely still happy that it's coming out next week. So yeah. Oh, totally. And, you know, seeing that support with Season of Mist is just so important, too. I mean, I, I constantly kept seeing stuff from you guys. I love being able to go on the social media or go on YouTube and see all the comments, all, all the listens, all, all the positive things that are going on with you guys. And just seeing that people do love this sound of death metal. And, it, you know, it's just, again, it's just a great thing to see in 2020, seeing uh, all the love that's going towards you guys. Yeah, it's, 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 it feels great. I mean, um, it's for the fans, of course, that we, that we create music because, well, of course, we create it for ourselves also, but you have to have like an audience that listens to your music and it's, it feels super great to see when people send us messages that they really love the new material and they're excited for the, the direction that we're taking and that they can't wait to see us live. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun for us. And in the end, that's, that's what it's all about to, to have like a connection with someone and to, to, to have like some kind of energy and, and, sh- and stuff during the live show. That's, that's really, I think the most important thing for us to, to create like a, an energy through, 
with the music. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And again, that's exactly what you guys have done here with where, where death lies. And, you know, I think with that, I think that's an amazing note to end on too, you know, just like uh, being able to cover so much ground with this album. And, you know, even though I have the album, I'm excited to, to keep listening to this album, being able to see what everyone else is going to be thinking about this album, because it's just one of those great death metal albums that uh, people are really going to appreciate if they take the time to really be able to sit down and listen to it. And with that in mind, again, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. It was awesome being able to talk about the album and the visuals and hopefully things that will come in in the future. And with that, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the interview, Josh. It was a, it was a pleasure. Oh, awesome. Uh, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I didn't bring up yet? Uh, this would be where I plug tours and, and stuff, but uh, I, can't, I can't talk tours because uh, most of it's been postponed. But I just hope people will check out the album, that they will uh, that they will hear what we are trying to do. Uh, and if they like it, then they should get in touch with us and, and we can talk. So, yeah.
Welcome back to the show. You just got done hearing the title track off the brand new album from Carnation, Where Death Lies, which is coming out this Friday for Season of Mist. And before that was my interview with Simon of Carnation. And before that was Carnation with Sepulture of Alteration, also off 2020 album, Where Death Lies. Now, going from the world of Belgian death metal, we're going to be going into the world of Finnish melodic rock and AOR with the band Brother Fire Tribe. Talk about the brand new album, Feel the Burn, which is coming out this Friday from LMN Record Services. In this interview, I talked to Pekka Haino of Brother Fire Tribe to talk about everything that's going on with the band right now, including the new lineup, the bit of the change that's going on with the band, the short film that's coming out about the song Night Drive, 2021 plans if everything goes to normal, and so much more. But before we get into it, I'm going to be playing on the song Bring On The Rain off the 2020 album Feel The Burn, followed by my interview with Pekka of Brother Fire Tribe. I followed by Brother Fire Tribe with the song Night Drive, also off the 2020 album Feel the Burn. Touch now, oh, oh, oh. I 
So, with that in mind, I mean, what was it like uh, beginning to start writing for this album? Oh, it was different because, you know, we've, uh, up until now, we've, I think this was our uh, fifth or sixth album. Uh, but, uh, you know, all the previous albums have been done the same way. So, when we started talking about making a new album after after the previous one, uh, Sunbound, uh, the first thing that we all agreed upon was was to make it, you know, let's do something different, you know, in, in the ways of, you know, what comes, you know, when it comes to... Uh, the process of uh, writing and recording and uh, and the first step was obvious you know it was uh, to get in touch with somebody outside the band to take care of the the production duties you know and this is the first time we've ever used a, a producer and uh, and it really paid off and what was that like for the first time being able to use an outside producer like that I mean I of course know the band has been so DIY when it comes to that but what was it like being able to bring an outside source like that uh, it, was, it was really cool because you know everybody Everybody kind of uh, took the uh, uh, the kind of mindset and an attitude, like, okay, guys, let's uh, this is this is the way we're gonna uh, do the album this time, and everybody get get ready for it. And uh, and actually, we had to kind of push our producer to to kind of take the lead, and and uh, you know, he was a, a bit cautious about bringing in his ideas because he uh, he kind of knew the band inside out, and uh, and he's a good friend of ours, so so we had to. Uh, kind of kick him a bit to uh, to really get into that producer's, you know, working mode. So, thinking about that, like, what were his ideas that he had for the album amongst uh, your guys' ideas to be able to change things up a bit? Oh, uh, it was uh, it was pretty clear because, uh, you know, me and the keyboard player, we always come up with the, with the song, the songwriting, so that's exactly what we did this time, too. You know, we just gave him the skeleton of what we had, and, and he kind of took it and, and put the meat around the bones so to speak so uh, but yeah I mean he he brought a lot to the table he he came up with uh, some really cool ideas for uh, certain parts you know uh, melody lines I mean we had some you know 24 hour uh, lead vocal sessions in the studio with him and uh, just basically sat down and, and rewrote a lot of the lyrics at some point to a you know particular song and uh, so yeah his, his contribution for the album was outstanding oh and it's it's so great to see that too you you know, because especially when you start to make a change like that, especially with how far uh, into the career of the band that you guys have been, I mean, being able to have that rejuvenation, wanting to be able to change things up a bit, uh, see what happens if you try something new, like getting an outside producer to be able to contribute to the band, especially someone that you know and trust. I mean, it's great to be able to see that the outcome like that can turn out as well as it has, too, because when you look at it from the previous albums it is different enough but it still sounds like the band but it's great to be able to see uh, new ideas coming into the band and showing that that creativity is still going strong yeah and uh, and and uh, you know to able to be able to do it like like what the result is I think we we managed to come up with something that still has that very strong brother fire tribe kind of you know identity if you wish you know uh, what's kind of built around the band throughout I mean we started as early as 2006 so so up until up to this point you know if a band has been together for that long you're bound to have some kind of identity and uh, and we didn't want to lose that I mean I mean it's a real thin line if you if a band wants to take a step forward and, and change something uh, you might end up uh, you know losing all the old fans and not gaining any new ones and and you know 
there are a lot of uh, examples of that. But I think we kind of uh, avoided that where, um, you know, the album is very much Brother Fire Tribe with this, this nice little new twist to it, which, you know, I think we, we managed to pull that off really well. So with it in mind, I mean, what was it like when you were starting to hear back the mixing and the mastering of this album and just knowing that uh, being able to add a little bit of different life into the band? I mean, what was it like to be able to hear that back in full form for the first time? Oh, it was great. And and not just after, you know, just after listening to uh, to the, the final product, you know, after the, the, the master version came out. But, but it was kind of, uh, you know, apparent already when we were uh, recording it, you know, because there was, there was stuff there that came through uh, our producer because his songwriting methods and, and his views on how to treat a melody is uh, is a lot different uh, from what we have, what we come up with, uh, you know, naturally. So uh, so it was apparent that this is going to be different this time. And uh, and of course, there's a, there's the factor that we had a lineup change and, you know, our guitarist um, kind of had to step down from the band and, and there's a new guy with us now. And, and that's obviously, obviously a, a huge change also, which makes a huge difference. I mean, using a producer and a new guitarist, a new sound, a new style, uh, you know, is guitar playing style. It's it's so different that uh, that changes the whole thing about the band. But um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's basically this album kind of marks a new era for the band in a lot of ways. Oh, yes. And I was going to be bringing that up as well, too. I mean, obviously, with a, a huge change happening like that as well, I mean, with uh, being able to uh, change guitarists as well. I mean, what was it like being able to go out and look for a new guitarist, uh, being able to fill those big shoes like that? Oh, it was easy as hell because, you know, we're all grown up men and, and we sat down with uh, Ample, our uh, previous guitarist, um, and, and it just became apparent that, you know, the old way of uh, working out things would be a lot harder and, and it would have not been fair for anybody involved if we'd uh, gone on the old way. So, uh, you know, we just, uh, I mean, Ample is still very much around. He's still a great friend and there's no bad blood at all. So, uh, you know, I just called up because I, I play and sing for a living uh, and uh, and I'd known this. Uh, I, I played with Rope, our new guitarist, uh, every now and then in, in different lines of, you know, doing cruise ships and, and private parties and, and what have you, you know, just, just to make a living. And uh, and I knew that, I knew his style, I knew his sound, and I knew what he's like as a person, and I thought he's a great fit. And, uh, and I pretty much immediately called him up, and that phone call took about 30 seconds, and he was and he was in the band and and uh, the next thing I did was just to inform the other guys that oh by the way guys we have a guitarist trust me on oh that's that's just so cool and yeah I mean being able to have those connections like that especially when it's outside uh, this particular band as well too just knowing that that uh, music community is strong like that and you were able to be able to find someone like that that easy and just uh, knowing that it was going to work out so well because it really does work out so well on this album yeah thank you yeah I had no doubts at all and uh, and uh, he was uh, I mean he's like something like 97 years younger than the rest of us so, uh, but so it was just funny that you know he confessed that when he was a kid he used to listen to our first albums and we're like shut the fuck up we're not that old but yes we are 
<laughs> and uh, so, so it was it was cool for him also because you know to uh, to be in a band that he listened to when when he was growing up. As sad as it sounds from our part, but you know what can you do? Oh, absolutely. And uh, going back into that too, I mean, it's hard not to have that kind of rejuvenation going on when you do have a new guitarist like that, especially someone who grew up with the band with his musicality. I mean, uh, uh, being a fan uh, absolutely from the first album and now actually being a part of the band, it's hard not to have that kind of rejuvenation a part of it. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, you know, it's a it's a shot in the arm for, for the band. You know, it's it's obvious. You get uh, get a new rush and uh, it just, uh, it's just, you know, itching to go out there and, and, and show people what we've got. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's just funny that now that we have all the time and, and uh, all the time in the world to do anything we like and, and whenever we want to do but it's just you know the how the world is right now it's uh you know we're we're sitting home basically but you know that's that's life and then you know we'll just uh grab the mindset of ready set and just you know waiting waiting for the word go and then we'll, then we'll just take off like a fucking bullet from a gun oh absolutely and i can only imagine that first time being able to get up on a real stage being able to play in front of people again despite everything that's been going on this year and potentially in next year i just know how great of a feeling that's going to be when you can finally promote this new album in that live setting and just being able to play in front of a live crowd again oh come on i mean that's 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 why we do this i mean everything else is secondary let's put it that way i mean playing live to a bunch of people who, who appreciate what you're doing there's nothing better than that and uh, that's why we put out albums and, and all that because you know it's uh, it's not a money-making machine or anything but just just to get a kick out of uh, playing live that's that's the best thing in the world oh absolutely and the more that i do listen to the album too it's like i can't wait to hear that in that live setting as well too especially when you compare it to the back catalog i mean it's going to be so cool to see how you incorporate the new songs into the set list when that eventually happens yeah i'm looking forward to it too i mean the next step for us is basically because we can't uh you know we're going to put the album out in a week or so and uh and we can't get out there to play in front of people so uh, so what we're going to do is uh put the album out and instead of uh hitting the stage we're going to hit the rehearsal room and and try to make sense of uh, all these new songs and just hammer them into a, uh, a good shape, you know, and then we're just uh, waiting for the green light. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, th- that with mind, I mean, it's great to be able to see that some singles have been still be able to be released to be able to promote the album, and it's great to see that the album is still going to be coming out next week, but with that in mind, I mean, what was it like to have to, uh, uh, in, you know, in a year like this, with everything that's going on, I mean, how does it feel to be able to put out an album during these times oh it's, you know we thought about that a lot and uh, and I think we because uh, the situation was so weird and, and, and bad before the summer uh, I think we postponed the release to, to what it is right now and there was some talk about you know postponing it even further but then again we started thinking about you know the whole situation and how, how people are just fed up with everything that's going on so we thought that okay we have a, we have a great product in our hands and times are tough and uh, one of the things that's that's always been a part of uh, Brother Fire Tribe for some reason is that you know Brother Fire Tribe's the music just seems to have that uplifting feel you know uh, the kind of quality that that makes people feel good so, so we're, we're thinking like what 
the hell, let's put the album out and just, you know, trust that there'll, there'll be a better day and there'll, you know, a day will come when, when we can all just go out there and enjoy the songs together. But, uh, so we decided to uh, put it out and, and in hopes of, you know, the album making, you know, people feel good. Yeah. And that, that's why I'm even happier to see that this album is still coming out. I mean, I can absolutely imagine next year we're going to hear a lot of music that's really reflective of, uh, everything that everybody's been going through this year. And I just imagine that's going to be a lot of a uh, dark introspective uh, or even just like a worldwide dark kind of feeling. But we still need music of Brother Fire Tribe and bands like that to be able to show that there are good things out there in the world. Still want to be able to have that good uplifting feeling behind it. And that's exactly what you guys continue to do at the band. Just a little bit of a twist this time around. But, you know, it's just like that, that passion, that positivity is still coming through so strong and it's hard not to feel better and have a bit of a smile on your face when you're listening to this album because it, you know it's just we need something like this in 2020 and yeah i mean you guys absolutely delivered on that ah uh, thank you so much that's that's really good to hear and and you know it's just like you said it, i think it's equally important to to put out the kind of stuff that that's you know uplifting and and more on the positive side and uh just as important as it is to put out some really aggressive and dark angry kind of stuff that people can you know kind of bend out their uh frustration and everything but you know i think both are equally important. Oh, very much so. So, with that in mind, I mean, obviously, being able to still be able to promote the album in 2020 and uh, being able to get the name out there, singles are so important when it comes to the album. I mean, what was it like having to decide what singles we're going to be the ones to show off this album and to make videos for? Uh, <laughs> that's always that's always so difficult for uh, for us to choose. You know, we're too clo close to the songs, and uh, and this time it was no exception I mean I just kind of put my hands up in the air like somebody else can decide I'm, I'm okay with everything you know uh, I think all in all I just I just feel strongly about the album so uh, so whatever somebody decided on on uh, I was okay with that. I gotta be honest <laughs> oh yeah and you know w with that said I mean I really do love oh the way it was made with that too I mean being able to see songs like Night Drive like Bring on the Rain I mean it's just it's great to be able to see what you guys were able to do with videos like that and just being able to see how they came out i mean both of them have a very different feel to it especially with the colors that uh, come along with it and i really like it for that reason oh cool yeah well, i mean uh well bring on the rain Let, let's start with that i mean that was just um, uh the idea was basically just to do a lyric video or whatever they're called nowadays not a proper you know music video but then uh right at the last second somebody had this idea of uh, you know dragging my ass up to the studio and take some shots of me singing the song and uh, and the result kind of looks like a music video <laughs> you know even though it's supposed to be just a just a lyric video for youtube but it turned out pretty pretty nice and and and, and kind of cool and then it was time to do a proper video and we thought you know night drive we put it out as a single it's it's not your average you know brother fire drive single to be honest it's, it's kind of more the moodier side of things so. but we we had our trust on the song and and felt that it's uh, it's pretty strong and people just you know have patience to check it out a couple of times so uh, so yeah we started filming and we had this idea about you know of a guy who drives around every night because he can't, can't sleep yeah. and we wanted to you know we went after that kind of 70s kind of 
style. Uh, I think we managed to pull it pull it off pretty pretty nicely with the especially with the budget that we had. It was the music video budget of <laughs> not what they used to this we had. So so yeah, it was a it was a job well done, and and we loved uh, the the mystique about it and and how it came out. You know, the song itself is pretty cinematic. So uh, so actually that kind of sparked the idea to the results good in in our ears and eyes. That sparked the idea of uh, of making another kind of a extra project, and we started shooting um, a short movie based on that uh, that character from from the Night Drive Night Drive video, and and it's it's uh, on on the editing table right now as as we're talking, and uh, I'm just excited about it. We managed to get um, uh, a lot of uh, you know well established uh, Finnish actors in it, and that tells a story of that Night Drive guy, like why he's driving around every night. So, but more on that later. I mean, it's it's bound to come out after the album, but I'm really excited about it. Oh, that that's so cool to see that that song in particular and that video in particular is uh, now being able to get fleshed out more because it does leave you with a lot of questions, especially the more you watch it, the more you wonder why it yeah. turned out the way that it did. And the fact that you were already ahead of that, thinking about wanting to make a short film about that. I mean, that is just so cool. Yeah. And, you know, not a lot of bands do that. So we thought that, okay, what else is there to do? I mean, we have a chance to, to do this. So why the hell not? I mean, even if it, you know, even if it bombs or, or you know, people don't like it and blah, 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 blah. Jesus Christ, at least we did something. And, uh, and uh, it's always great to have, uh, have uh, you know, focus on something, you know, even even if uh, the idea itself is crazy, it's not batshit crazy, but, but I just love the fact that we did it. Oh, absolutely. And being able to take those chances, too. I mean, obviously being able to have so much change within the band, you know, from the, the lineup, a bit of the sound, and now being able to go off into different kinds of territory now, being able to go into film and being able to show it off that way. I mean, the fact that you were able to take something in this situation like 2020 and being able to just expand what the band can be is just incredible to see that. And I can't wait to see that short film and see how it came out. Yeah, yeah, me too. But yeah, I mean, those, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we've been so, you know, active during this crazy time, crazy time. And, and it's obviously helped us a lot, you know, just to have a, have a focus. I mean, you know, being totally unemployed, of course, that's, that's pretty heavy on your nerves and everything. But, you know, it helps to have uh, a focus, you know, something like we've done with Brother Bites right now throughout the whole year. So it's been, it's been really helpful. Oh, I can absolutely imagine. And, you know, thinking about that as well, too, I mean, the fact that, you know, things are connected the way that they are and you are able to uh, progress with the, all these different ideas going on within the band, I, I really do appreciate the fact that the album cover really does reflect l- like that knife drive feel to it as well, too, because, you know, it's like you look at the, t- you look at the town, you look at the city, you see all those lights that are coming through at night and it really does just give you that kind of feel behind it too and it, it kind of lets you know what you're getting into within the album as well too because I think it even beyond Night Drive like it really reflects the album quite well oh man I'm getting goosebumps here man yeah, that's just so to the point I mean that's that's exactly what we were after with the with the whole title and and how the how the cover came about it's just that's exactly what we mean by Feel the Burn I mean you get that excitement and uh, and uh, you know feel like there's a there's some kind of uh, an adventure ahead of you know, or something like that. But yeah, I, I really appreciate you noticing that. Oh yeah, I love being able to spot those little details behind it. I mean, whether it's in the music videos, whether it's in the artwork, whether it's in the lyrics, you know, it's like I, I love being able to find those tidbits because it helps you appreciate the full 
album more rather than just uh, checking out the singles and thinking of all the other songs as B-sides. I like being able to check out the whole album from start to finish and just getting that vibe behind it. I mean, whether it's a collections of songs, whether it's thematically, whatever the case is, and just being able to... Uh, you know, seeing an album cover like that and just kind of get that vibe of what's going on and then you actually listen to it, you see how well it fits together. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm I'm old school. I'm just like you. I mean, I, I still appreciate the album format itself, you know, even though it's, you know, I don't know if kids even know today what, what an album is. <laughs> you know, it's it's all about one song after, uh, after another. But, you know, if I, I mean, it's okay. And I understand, you know, the way we did it, you know, right with this album. I mean, I think we put out four songs in advance to to all these streaming platforms i guess i guess you call them things you do but but still i you know i see an album as a as a whole you know it starts it has a middle section and it has an end and and everything that you know the cover art the texts uh within the booklet and, and all that it's uh i like that and I, I i still think an album is a is a great form of art as a form. oh absolutely and i can't wait to see how that's going to turn out in a, in a vinyl version of that too i mean being able to seen yeah. that blown up, being able to open it and see that text uh, available like on the inside and seeing what uh, other art or photography is going to be going on behind it, the the back cover, you know, just all of that and seeing how it all fits together in that package. Exactly, yeah. That's uh, that's the thing with uh, with the physical vinyl or, or even CD. You know, uh, I'm still a big fan of uh, especially vinyl, I think uh, for the past over 10 years, that's that's pretty much all I've been, I've been buying when it comes to music. But you know, times change and, and you can't you know can't really bite it uh, uh, more than you can but uh, you know all these uh, streaming platforms and, and all this you know from thinking about the uh, from the consumer's point of view it's just genius and uh, and I use them because of uh because of what I do, obviously, and, and all that. But, but if I just want to, you know, kick back and, and take some time to check out music and listen to music, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to go to my room and, and go on a vinyl album down and have a glass of Oh, that, that just sounds so perfect, too. And, you know, the fact that um we, we do live in that day and age where we can do that. And obviously, you know, it's so different for the bands, the labels of artists. I mean, obviously, it's so different now than it was a, a decade, two decades ago. But, you know, uh, just like you said, from, you know, from the consumer side, whether uh, you're in music and checking out for yourself, or you're just a fan of music, I mean, being able to have all that at your fingertips, and just being able to select different moods that you're kind of feeling, uh, you know, either listening to an album in full, or just putting different songs together, or a curated playlist, or whatever uh, the case is, you know, just being able to sit down, relax, and just like you said, uh, being able to uh, drink some wine, and being able to just kick back and relax listening to that, it's, it's an incredible thing that we can experience right now. Oh, absolutely. And I have, you know, from that point of view, I, I have nothing against it, quite on, quite on the contrary. But, you know, just it's just unfortunate that I'm also on the other side of side of things and and you know no matter how much my music gets played on these platforms i'm not gonna i'm not gonna benefit from it ever not one cent <laughs> but, but you know so that's that's unfair of course it is and but you know that's just the way way of the world right now and uh, and uh, can't really fight it i'm just waiting for uh, things to change and and somebody you know paying more attention to that too oh i couldn't agree more and you know i really do wish that was the case when it comes to streaming being able to have that fair uh, the 
the fairness in uh, being able to get the royalties and uh, streaming counts and stuff like that, because, you know, with so many people using that uh, more than the physical product, I really do feel like the bands and the artists and the songwriters deserve all of all of the credit they normally would when it comes to the fig- physical releases as well, too. And hopefully one day that will change. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's going to a better direction, but it just seems to be a really slow process. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, one day I do feel like it is going to happen. And, you know, uh, the fact that you can have an album like Feel the Burn coming out next week and, you know, just uh, the quality of the album that from start to finish and some people just like going through something like Spotify, for example, and just being able to see the title, maybe feeling intrigued enough to be able to uh, check you out for the first time if they haven't before and then just seeing what you're all about that way. I mean, I think it's so cool that that can happen and then, you know, hopefully that can lead to like buying the physical product, being able to buy some merchandise yeah. and of course being able to see the band live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that's one of the good things about, you know, I mean, if you see, uh, an ad that there's a this this album feel the burn is out and go check it out and it takes you like two seconds to check it out and if you like it then you you'll know the band and you start following the band and and you know things just lead up to uh to better things so it's all good that's it oh absolutely and i really hope that that does start to happen starting next week and you know i think with that i think that's a a great note to end on as well too i mean you know just hopefully with that optimism of more people being able to check out uh, the band now thanks to Spotify continuing to grow and other streaming platforms being able to grow as well and just seeing the band grow as well too when it comes to feel the burn and seeing everything that we've been talking about you know you know from uh, yeah. lyrically artists uh artistically uh, the music videos the music itself and the band itself I mean it's great to see everything that is going on with the band right now in 2020 and hopefully starting next year things will be able to get back to some kind of normalcy being able to play these songs live and just really get that feeling of what Brother Fire Tribe is all about again. Oh, amen, Josh. Yo, you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, oh awesome. Well, uh, once again, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about all this. Uh, it was fantastic to talk about this great album with Feel the Burn being able to come out next week through OMN label services and, you know, just, it, it was great to be able to get your perspective behind it and, yeah, I can't wait for more people to be able to check this out next week and see what you guys are all about about in 2020 hey thank you so much josh i really appreciate the the whole you know spreading the word i you know there are not too many people out there who do what you do so uh, so thank you very much and it was uh, it was really cool to talk well absolutely it's my absolute pleasure to be able to do that and promote music that i really do care about and i really do enjoy and this was a, a great talk and uh, one last time thank you very much for taking the time to be able to do this all right perfect now you uh stay safe out there and uh and take it easy. Uh, you as well. Okay, okay. thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. the door.
talk with the ghost of you I'm dying to come back alive Reach for the end of the line All the memories of you and me Keep me awake, I can't break free And now, night after night All I can do is just go out for Another night drive Darkness On the edge of town Moonlight In the tunnel of love No songs On the stereo to the show you just got done here in Brother Fire Tribe with Night Drive off 2020 album Feel the Burn which is coming out this Friday through LMN Record Services and before that was my interview with Pekka of Brother Fire Tribe and before that was Brother Fire Tribe with Bring On The Rain off the 2020 album Feel the Burn. We are just about done with the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I got one more set of music before I force towards sunset and we're going to be going with some progressive stuff going on here from Big that have been known to go into the extreme realms, but you're really not going to hear that with these next couple songs. And I love it when a band can do some variation. Speaking of which, a very diverse band will be coming up right now with Obsidian Kingdom. Not the 2020 album Meat Machine. This is Obsidian Kingdom with the song The Pump. 
Clumsy Warrior for all your fun. I'm a Kelly Frost and Triptychon. You're listening to that Thunder Guy. show you just got done here in Irsan with losing altitude off the 2020 EP Pharaoh 
Carlos. And before that was Obsidian Kingdom with The Pomp off the 2020 album Meat Machine. And that just about does it for the show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out my interviews with Carnation and Brother Fire Tribe. Make sure to tune in next week to check out some brand new music you may not have heard yet, some brand new interviews you may not have heard yet, and just enjoy some good old time with that drummer guy. Until next week, this is that drummer guy saying see ya. This has been my show as that drummer guy. Tune in next week for another two hours of the best in heavy music today. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Spreaker, Spotify, and TuneIn. For music submission, interview submission, or any other information for that drummer guy, email that drummer guy at that one drummer guy at gmail.com or that drummer guy PR at gmail.com. Make sure to follow that drummer guy on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, that drummerguy.com for all your drummer guy needs. Intro and outro music is provided by Clock Kicker. Support Clock Kicker at clockkickermusic.bandcamp.com. That drummer guy is a creation of Josh Rockquist. Any other use of that drummer guy without consent is prohibited. All rights reserved. Until next time. Hang on there, stay positive. It's worth the fight.